0: Let me add my word of welcome. We're glad to see you today. Are you glad to see each other? Yeah. Yeah, we want to welcome those worshiping with us online as well. We're so glad to have you always. We've been talking about making excuses, and today before I get started, I want to just talk to you for just a minute and say, listen, here's what I want you to hear. Today, as I talk about this message, many people, I think, will say, okay, well, this doesn't apply to me. There are a lot of people in here that this applies to, but it does not apply to me, okay? What I want you to know is this message applies to every person in this room. So I want you to listen to it through that filter. I want you to listen to it. You know, what does God want to say to me today about this issue, okay? Because you know when we start lying to ourselves, It's when we're born. That's when we start. (laughs) And you know when we stop? When we die. That's when we stop. And we're really good at telling when other people are lying. When other people make excuses, we know, don't we? But somehow we don't think they know when we make excuses to them. Well, they can know just like we can. They're just as smart as we are. And so, you know, it's understandable that we make excuses, but it is not excusable. And so today I want us to look at this and I want you to see why it's not healthy to make excuses. And if you're thinking, you know what, I don't lie to myself, Perhaps you just did, okay? So sometimes we're good at seeing when other people do it, but not so much ourselves. And one of the reasons we're good at deceiving ourselves and the lies that we tell is because we don't call them lies, do we? What do we call the lies we tell? reasons. I have a reason because I'm a reasonable person. I have a reason. And when I tell you my reason, you'll go, oh yeah, I can see that. That's reasonable, right? But really it's just an excuse. For example, what do we say? The reason that I'm late today and no one's late to this service, right? (laughs) Hello? Some of them are still coming in, okay? The, the reason that I was late today, you know why I was late today? Traffic. It was the traffic. That's what happened, yeah. That traffic got me. Of course, I did get up late. <laughs> and then I did get on my phone. And I did go down the Twitter X rabbit hole. And I did, I did go down the Instagram rabbit hole. And then I looked up and, oh, my goodness, but it's the traffic. That's why I'm late because traffic is reasonable. And so we come up with reasons that are really excuses and we begin to believe those things. So here's what I want you to do. This is your your test right here for yourself. You can write this down what comes to you. I want you to fill in the blank personally for yourself right here. Here's what I want to ask you. The reason I blank is because blank. What goes in that? Because that's what God wants to talk to you about today. The reason I blank is, I, is because blank. And see, we don't want to hear that. We don't want to deal with that. The reason may not be the reason. It may be the secret that you're keeping from yourself that you're not dealing with. And so what we have to do is look at it and deal with it. And so what we want to do, instead of telling ourselves the truth sometimes, we manufacture excuses. And we disguise our excuses as reasons, and then people around you know when you're lying because we know when people are lying also. So today, we're going to look at each other, we're going to point a finger, and we're going to say, no, more excuses. No more excuses, right? Because that's what we've been talking about. And excuses from a distance look like they're real, don't they? They look like they're real obstacles. When you get up close to them, they're really just false barriers that we've put up to defend ourselves so we don't have to face the truth about ourselves. Why don't you start doing such and such? Why don't you go back and finish? Why don't you forgive him or her? Why don't you go and talk to them? Well, because. See, we have becauses. That's what happens. Our excuses become becauses. And what happens is our becauses are really excuses masquerading as causes. These are really supposed to be legitimate, but they're not. So here's the question. Is it possible that you're missing out because you've walled yourself in? Because you've built these false barriers, these paper walls around your life, and so you won't deal with them. Sometimes we believe what people have said about us or to us and we just embrace them and we never get rid of them in life. Sometimes what somebody has called us when we were younger we just accept it and believe it even though it may not be the truth. Sometimes people have branded us and we just stick with that because we don't know any better. And so, the real problem is that our excuses can become the king in our lives. An excuse can become your king. So, because of our lives, they're not compartmentalized, it can affect every aspect of our lives. For example, if you start making excuses about your finances, You see, then really you're not dealing with it if you make excuses about your health. Well, the reason that I do this is because if you make excuses about all kinds of things, you know, your family, your kids, they know what you're doing, and they know that it's not real. And the problem is it's keeping us from moving forward relationally, spiritually, personally, and financially. Is it possible that you're just hiding behind your, quote, reasons, and they're really just excuses that you can't deal with? Now, here's why this is important. Because excuses, they affect our ability to follow Jesus. See, Jesus, he wants to speak the truth in love. Close friends want to speak the truth in love. But if we won't listen to that, then the Holy Spirit's talking to us, but we will not acknowledge that because we're scared to death. We're afraid to do that. And all through the gospels, Jesus did that. He confronted people and he talked to people and he said, you know what? I want to bring a light into the dark places of your life. Are you afraid for God to bring a light into the dark places of your life? What do we do? We don't confess sin because we don't want God to know that we've sinned. He already knows. But we, they, He's the last one we want to talk to about it, and He's the first one we need to talk to about it. He's the one who needs to hear from us because He's the one who has the answer. You know, we're afraid of the light. You know why we're afraid of the light? Because it's terrifying, and it's frightening, and it's threatening, and it's embarrassing. But it's the way to healing. If you get sick, you got to take your medicine. You take your medicine. There's a lot of people sick right now. they got sinus infections. they got all kinds of stuff going on. People have to go to the doctor. How many of you, when you get sick, you go to the doctor? How many of you just live in denial? Not me. I'm not sick. Nope, 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 nope. Not me, right? How many of your spouses are that way and you'd like to get that off your chest? Yeah. Yeah, I don't have time for marriage counseling this morning, but I just want you to know there's different kinds of people, but we all, ultimately, we all have to take our medicine. But we're afraid, and so we make excuses. I'm afraid. I'm insecure. I'm terrified. And so I excuse myself. And light can be terrifying, but light can be liberating too. Lies will hold you back. You know, if you tell a lie, the lies will hold you back, and you know that. They'll always hold you back. And people you work with, and your kids, and your husband, or your wife, and the people around you, they know that that's what's going on. Can't you see what you're doing, they say? Can't you see your behavior and how it's affecting your relationship, and your marriage, or with your son, or with your daughter? Can't you see what you're doing to your health? CAN'T YOU SEE WHAT YOU'RE DOING IN YOUR FINANCES? CAN'T YOU SEE WHAT YOU'RE DOING TO YOUR REPUTATION? BUT THE TRUTH IS THAT THEY REALLY CAN'T SEE BECAUSE THEY'VE JUST BUILT UP THIS FAKE WALL TO HIDE BEHIND BECAUSE THEY DON'T WANT TO DEAL WITH THEIR EXCUSES. AND IF YOU HAVE THE OPPORTUNITY TO TALK TO THEM, YOU TRY TO SPEAK THE TRUTH IN LOVE, BUT THEY REALLY CAN'T SEE IT. AND THEY IMMEDIATELY GO TO THEIR REASONS, WHICH ARE REALLY JUST EXCUSES. Other people see it about us, and we see it about them, but we live that way. That's why Jesus offers us a powerful invitation. You see, if lies will hold you back, the truth will set you free. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But you've got to know it. You've got to hear it. You've got to listen. You've got to embrace it and allow God to work in your life for that to happen. Here's what Jesus said in John. I am the light of the world. Whoever acknowledges me, whoever whoever gives gives me a little, every now and then a little attention, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. See, here's what I want you to hear me say. Jesus does not need admirers. He's complete in who he is. He doesn't need ego strokes, okay? He's the son of God. He is God. So he doesn't need that. What he's really looking for is followers who will get real with him so he can get real with them. And so if we're just hiding behind, I I admire Jesus. Well, that's real sweet, but that doesn't mean anything because that doesn't make any difference. He says, I want you to follow me. And for that to happen, you can't just come and sing songs about Jesus. It's not enough to just admire Him. It's not enough to just believe that He might be okay. You have to follow Him because He wants to take us somewhere. The people who followed Jesus shaped Western civilization. They made a difference in the lives of those around them. And here's what John says in verse 13. The Pharisees challenged him, here you are appearing as if your own witness, uh, your testimony is not valid. As your own witness, your testimony is not valid. In other words, Jesus tells them who he is. And they say, well, there's no way for us to prove that you're not that, so it's not valid. We're just going to write that off. Don't confuse me with the facts. My mind is made up. You ever say that? You ever act like that? You don't say it out loud, but that's really what you mean. La, 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 la. I can't hear you, right? But here's the thing. Even though they said that, the crowd didn't leave Jesus. The crowd stayed with Jesus because they really knew down in their heart of hearts that what he was saying was true. And they really knew down in their heart of hearts that he was the one who could help them. "'If you hold on to my teaching,' he says, "'you are really my disciples.'" See, there's a conditional clause there, and there's a way for us to prove that we're really disciples, and it's the way that we embrace his teaching. It's the way that we live it out. It's the way that we learn. It's the way that we follow. "'Then you will know the truth,' he says, "'and the truth will set you free.'" So if you want to be set free by God, you've got to do something that is scary. It's something that you're afraid to do, but it's something that will help you. And that is you've got to take your medicine. You've got to be real. You've got to say, you know what, Jesus, you're right. I want you to shine your light in the dark places of my life. Now, when he's talking to them, do you know how his audience responds? They come up with excuses. All right, here's what I want you to see. It says in verse 33, they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants. We have never been slaves of anyone. How could you say that we shall be set free? Now, what are they saying? What they're saying is, your message, God, does not apply to me. Some of these other people in here, maybe, but not me. I'm above this. I'm fine. I don't need anything. There's nothing that you can do in my life. I know the truth. There's nothing that you can show me. I can't hear you. And so because of that, I've never been a slave. I'm set free. There's not a problem here. And they really can't see it. But you know what's ridiculous about that? These are the same people that live in a country that is inhabited by some other people the Romans have taken over and they live under the Roman guard. They live under that kind of restraint. They're really not free. They're really just right there. They have to follow whatever the Romans tell them to do. And if it wasn't the Romans, it'd be the Assyrians. And if it wasn't the Assyrians, it'd be the Babylonians. There's all kinds of people that have come into their lives and they've taken over their lives and they've been held captive, but they can't see it because, you know what? I'm above that. I'm too good for that. It doesn't apply to me. So the whole idea of them slaying, we've never been slaves to anyone is ridiculous. Now, it's easy to criticize them, right? It's easy to say, well, obviously they can see it. Obviously that's the truth. But it's not so easy for us to see it ourselves when we're guilty of doing the same thing, when we're slaves and prisoners not me. I've never been a slave to anyone. How can you say I need to be set free? But Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Well, now, wait a minute. Why is he talking about sin? I didn't want to bring that up today, right? Because how many of us in here have ever sinned? If you don't raise your hand, you've just told a lie. I'm just saying, okay, because we all go back and we say, it's not my fault. It's Adam's fault. He was the one who messed up in the garden. Adam said, it's not my fault. It's that woman you gave me, God. If she hadn't have been here, everything was fine. We were just like this till she showed up. You go to the woman, you say, what about it? She says, who let the snake in the garden? Really? What's going on? You go to the snake, you say, what's going on? He says, hey, I had a cushy job in heaven for no reason. God just threw me out one day. Is any of that God God's fault? No. And so really, if they hadn't messed up, would you have sinned? Well, yeah, there was this one time, right? When I sinned. So you know what? We're just as guilty, aren't we? Very truly, I tell you, why is he talking about sin? They don't want to talk about that. They don't want to deal with that. Do you ever do what you know you're not supposed to do? Do you ever not do what you know you're supposed to do? The Apostle Paul talked about that. He said, I I just hate it when I do the things I'm not supposed to do and I don't do the things that I'm supposed to do. Who's going to help me? And he knows it's God because we all sin. And so it really does apply to everyone here, doesn't it? And we're all slaves. And the only way we can be set free is through the point of Jesus. Sounds like we're all slaves, right? It is. And Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. I'm inviting you. I'm not forcing you, but I'm inviting you to a better way of living. And then he says this. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. You want to be free today? That's the only way to get there. And, And people struggle with that. We all struggle with that because we're so scared to face those demons in our lives. We're afraid and we think this doesn't apply to me. I don't need to deal with this. Leave me alone. When's this over? Let's go eat. Right? That's what we're thinking. But if you want to make your life better and you want to be better at life, this is the answer. This is the invitation. This is the freedom, the insecurity, the fear, all that stuff can be taken away. So here's our problem. Our excuses excuse us from engaging with others and loving other people. Here's what happens. When somebody hurts you, When somebody mistreats you, when somebody lies to you or leaves you or abandons you, when somebody steals your idea or steals your opportunity, every one of those people has a reason why they did that. None of them are going to say, if you ask them, none of them are going to say, well, there was no reason for me to do that. I just arbitrarily did it because I wanted to, because it's Sunday today, and I always do that on Sunday, right? Nobody's going to say that. In fact, they're probably not even going to say why they did it They may not even recognize they did. And that's really the most frustrating thing. When somebody does you wrong, isn't it frustrating that they never see it? They never acknowledge it. Because here's what happens. If you hurt somebody's feelings, you need to apologize to them. Because they know more about their feelings than you know about their feelings, okay? It may not seem legitimate to you. It doesn't matter. It's their feelings. So you have to be real with that and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't intend to do that. Please forgive me. And the reason that people never own stuff is because they're just as scared as we are. They're just as afraid as we are to say, you know what? Maybe I messed up. Maybe I did something wrong. And I'd much rather focus on you and your problems than me and my problems, really, because it's so much easier to deal with you. So here's a question. Do you want to be like that? Do you want to be that person? Do you want to be that person that other people look at and they say, you know what? They're not honest. I just can't deal with that. I don't know how to deal with them. Okay, you can't see you're wrong. If you can't see it, you'll be wrong your entire life. And some of us know people like that. And they will never admit that they're wrong. And they will never acknowledge it. And so Jesus says, I want to shine a light on that dark place. And they say, nope, not me. I'm fine. Everything's great. Next person, next. Let's move on. Let's go on. Which means you could excuse your whole life away. And Jesus says, there's a better way. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father about me. I got the medicine you need. Come on, you're sick. Let me help you. Jesus invites us all out of darkness into light. I am the light of the world. He who follows me, whoever follows me, will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, that will tell you right there if you're following Jesus. If you prefer to walk in darkness over light about some issue in your life that's sin, then what, what's going on there is that you're never going to allow Him to help you be a follower. I see what's wrong with him, but you know what? I'm not looking at me. I'm just looking at somebody else. And he says, I don't want you to do that anymore. I'm in charge of that. You know, I've seen, you know, we need to see God's job description and realize that he's in charge of judgment. He doesn't need any helpers to point things out. See, see what he's doing, Lord? No, he's got that covered, okay? He says, no, I want you to look at yourself and deal with that. And if you'll admit that you're really afraid and insecure and terrified, then I can deal with that and I can help you there. And so his invitation, if you hold on to my teaching, YOU ARE REALLY MY DISCIPLES. THEN YOU WILL KNOW THE TRUTH, AND THE TRUTH WILL SET YOU FREE. FOLLOW JESUS, AND YOU'LL BE SET FREE. YOU'LL BE FREE TO BE THE HUSBAND, TO BE THE WIFE, TO BE THE FATHER, TO BE THE SON, TO BE THE DAUGHTER, TO BE THE EMPLOYEE, TO BE THE GRANDPARENT, TO BE THE CITIZEN GOD CALLED YOU TO BE. IS IT POSSIBLE THAT YOU'RE MISSING OUT BECAUSE YOU'VE WALLED YOURSELF IN WITH ALL KINDS OF EXCUSES, AND JESUS INVITES US ALL TO BE FREE. Now listen, let me just wrap it up with this, okay? years ago, I, I, Laura and I, and I tell this only because I want to help people, okay? Years ago, you know that Laura and I went through infertility. We went to a lot of doctors. We tried to have kids. We've been married 12 years. It didn't happen for us. They said, you know, we went to counseling, and basically in counseling, they helped us face our greatest fear. And Our greatest fear was you're not going to have kids naturally. That would have been a lot quicker if they could have just told us that, right? Hey, here's your greatest fear. You're not going to have kids naturally. Here's 150 bucks Hand it to me. Next. Let's move on, okay? But then- not work that way because it has to get worse before it gets better and you got to you got to take little bites and you got to go through it and process, right? But then once you go through it, it's an opportunity for you to help other people who've gone through it as well. And once you go through it, and then you custom order, you get what you want anyway, right? And so that's what we did, we custom ordered. And really isn't that better? Don't you like that better? And so, but but we've helped people. We've helped couples for all of our ministry because I, the only reason I talk about it is not for me, it's to help other people. And sometimes they come to us and they say, talk more about that. And we talk to them about that whole experience, okay? So one time we had had church and we had some special music, had a special preacher. We all kind of went to lunch together. And one of the young women there that was married was sitting at the table. It wasn't a big crowd, but it was a, a small small enough crowd that we could talk. And, and she started talking about she she and her husband were going through infertility and my ears perked up of course and i know what that's like and i can kind of see it in people and she started talking about the suffering and the pain and how it was difficult and how they were still young enough but it wasn't happening and and you know she was just kind of letting all that out and so i just kind of listened and then I, just kind of, I just kind of gently, I just kind of said, you know, uh, we went through that. And I just talked a little bit about that. And she was receptive to that. And I just talked about, you know, some of those experiences. And she was nodding her head. And she could see that I knew what she was talking Because you have empathy and you understand what it's like when you go through it, right? But then I said, you know, at one point we came to this place where we just felt like God was going to answer our prayers in a different way. And so we went to the Pensacola Children's Home Society and we adopted and and we're so grateful for that. And she couldn't hear it. She couldn't go there. She couldn't face it. And I just kind of backed off. You know, she was young enough then and her husband was young enough then that they could have adopted a child. They could have gone through that process. It could have happened. I mean, this has been 35, 40 years ago, but not anymore. Because now they're, they're... too old, even to adopt a child. And that ship has sailed. And I don't say that in judgment, believe me. I just see her from time to time and my heart just goes out to her because I know what she wanted and I know what didn't happen for her. And that, that, if, that if you're sitting here today and you're saying, okay, I get it. I'm 75 and I don't want any kids, Okay. Good, thanks a lot. Let's go eat, okay? Here's what I want you to hear. It's just an illustration for whatever it is that you're afraid of. Whatever you're afraid to deal with. Whatever you're afraid to look at. Whatever you're afraid to allow the Holy Spirit to work on in your life. That's what you need to face. Because God has the truth. And he understands. And he loves you. And he wants to help you. And he says, you know, if you lie, it'll just hold you back. But if you speak the truth, if you know the truth, it will set you free. And that's my prayer for everyone listening to my voice today, is that we will know the truth and we will be set free. We will not only understand it, we will embrace it, we will accept it, we will guard it, we will take it. We will live with it. We will deal with it. We will allow God to do whatever he wants to do in our lives so that we can truly be free. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your truth. You have the truth. You have the answer. You have the solution. And, Lord, we're hiding from you. We're hiding behind fake excuses and False walls, and barriers, things that don't really exist, obstacles that are really not there. And we've been doing it so long, and we've been saying because, 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 so long, we don't know there's any other way. Lord, today I pray that your Holy Spirit would shine His light in the dark places of our lives, that He would show it to us as it is, that we would not deny it, that we would be honest, that we would not try to point the light to someone else and say, this doesn't apply to me because I can't be wrong, but that we would say, Lord, show me what it is and then show me how to get help. And I surrender to you and I embrace the truth and I thank you for my healing. In Jesus' name and all God's children said,